All right, tonight at Quinnipiac, the Warriors take on fifth-ranked Quinnipiac, and the Bobcats win 6-1. to one. With us is the head coach of the Merrimack Warriors, Mark Dennehy. And uh, Mark, seemed like at the end of the first period, you guys had played a, a pretty good road period, maybe would have liked to get some more scoring chances than you did, but still you, you had the, uh, the game's only goal to that point. You'd held them to four shots and I think nine attempted or something like that. And, uh, you know, second period, it came out, it was totally different. What happened there? Um, well, I'm sure they would have liked to have gotten a few more scoring chances in the first period as well. Um, we just did a good job of taking care of the puck. We were pretty efficient coming out of our zone, getting it deep. Um, what happened, uh, well, they, they elevated their game. I mean, they, you know, they've won a lot of games, and they've got a lot of pride. And, you know, obviously things were set in between the periods to, to get them a little more motivated, a little more um, excited to play. Uh, and we didn't respond, you know. We... Uh, I've said this before, you know, the, the, the term execution has two meanings, two meanings that I know of. You know, you can execute a plan or you can execute someone. Uh, and I thought tonight we, we executed ourselves. We just, you play teams like that, of that caliber, and it really, it really puts a spotlight on your weaknesses. And, um, you know, we've got guys that with any little bit of success lose track of, of what's put them in that position and, and, and stop doing it. So, you know, they, they didn't do anything extraordinary. Uh, they just did little things very well, and we stopped doing that. And that's that's what a good team does. I mean, they just started winning battles. They started winning puck races. Um, they started advancing the puck. They started defending. Um, and we did, we stopped working. We didn't. We got outworked. Um, we got overplayed. You know, we, we would either we would either rush to a play that we have no chance of making and let the puck go by us, or when we have a chance to outnumber them, we'd, we'd hesitate. And, you know, some of that is just being unsure, you know. Uh, what it looked like tonight, it looked like a, a, a team with five wins playing a team with 17. You know, they, they once they got going, they were sure of what they wanted to do and, and, and really worked hard to execute that. And we, at times, couldn't do simple things that I know we're more than capable of doing just because... We weren't prepared to execute at that level of play. Uh, you know, first period, it looked like a lot of things that I thought that you guys did pretty well. Physical play, you guys had the edge in that. Um, you know, defensively, there were a lot of guys doing little things. You mentioned uh, you know, limiting their chances. They would have liked to have had more shots, no question. And limiting them to four was obviously pretty good at that situation. But uh, other things in the first period, I, th I thought the power play looked pretty good, even though they didn't get on the board. Uh, so there were a lot of things to like at the end of the first uh, period of play. Yeah, you know, but right now, you know, the coaching staff's the only one holding anyone in that locker room accountable. And so, you know, if we take our foot off the gas, then, you know, we've got a number of players in that locker room that just stop playing the way that we need to play. And it's, it's too bad because we've got some guys that, that just play their tail off every game and compete. And it's not about skill. It's about effort, determination, and... Uh, a little bit of intellect, and and tonight, you know, some of those weak links were highlighted. And some of the things in the second period when they when Quinnipiac scored the first uh, the three goals in two minutes. I mean, there were some uncharacteristic mistakes and turnovers. I mean, things like that. Do you just? I mean, how do you approach that as a coach? Do you kind of just? I mean, guys know what happened. Do you just say, well, you know, learn from it and move on, or you know, how how much attention do you give to things like that? Well, I mean, you got to go back to the root of, you know, why are these things happening, you know? 
Um, and we can go through the goals. I mean, you know, the first goal, we have a bad pinch. We've got a guy changing as the puck's coming towards our net. And then we've got a, um, you know, basically a guy taking an off-angle shot and scoring. If any one of those three things differs, it's not a goal. But you know what? Uh, I've heard it all week long on WEI. If, uh, you know, if Peyton Manning did this or did that, he'd have won three Super Bowls. Uh, you know, there's no such thing as if ands, or buts. You just you got to execute, and we didn't. Uh, our goaltender didn't execute in that situation. Our defenseman that pinched didn't execute in that situation. Our forward didn't execute in that situation. Um, you know, I thought we lengthened our shifts. We tried to do too much. We looked by simple plays. I mean, we really shot ourselves in the foot against a good team. You know, and our margin of error, is, as we've talked about, is pretty small, and, and um, it's really about having the confidence to execute pretty simple things. Um, and then also just winning, you know, just competing. So, you know, their power play goal, which I think was their fifth goal of the night, you know, we get them to dump it in. We trigger. We've got three guys, and they just break it and make a play, and we don't block a shot, and we, we play it the wrong way. And, you know, when the lights are bright, that's really when you have to, to – that's really when you're being entrusted to do your job. And the lights were bright tonight, and we had some guys, you know, really fall flat on their face. You made the goaltending change there in the early in the second period when it was three to one. Uh, what, what was the thoughts there? Um, well, I didn't think Raz was on his game, and particularly. Uh, with that said, you're also trying to jumpstart your team a little bit, uh, you know. And, and also, you know, I, Sam is a kid that can get really hot for you and take a run, and, and maybe see if we can get him going a little bit. In the end, it didn't accomplish anything. There was the review. Was it on the fourth goal? What were they looking at there? Uh, they just want to make sure it went in. It went in so fast, uh, you know, and, and, and it did. Uh, was it midway through the second period? You took the time out there. Uh, that just a, a, a case of trying to, you know, get the guys a rest there on, on the, I think it was on the icing, right? Yeah, you watch the NHL, you know, the pro coaches don't waste much time with the timeouts. They don't try to save it. You know, if they need it, they use it. And you get some tired bodies in the defensive zone. Why not change it up and get some fresh guys out there? Um, you know, so, yeah, that's basically what it was. It did, it did look like later on in the second period, you guys kind of maybe started to bounce back a little bit and had a, a few shifts where, where things were going better. Third period was kind of, you know, you, the first part of the period, I thought, again, you guys had the better of the play, but they, they kind of took it over at the end. So, uh, I mean, how do you ultimately end up uh, looking at this one at the end of when oh, no, all is said and done? We're not good enough to play portions of a game well. Um, Quinnipiac maybe, but we're not. And we played portions of the game. Um, and even in the portions where we played well, I mean, uh, holy smokes, uh, you know, I, I know I know how to say it in two languages. Shoot the puck and lancer la rondelle. And I'm sure I'm butchering the French version. But we passed up opportunities to shoot the puck a million times. You know, uh, they've got a sophomore goaltender that's seeing 20 shots a game. Um, you know, one of our goals tonight was to put rubber on that kid. And, and we just have guys that... That, that don't want to shoot it. And to be honest, we've got a, a number of guys that just can't shoot it. I mean, they, they don't shoot very well. But you don't have to shoot it hard. You just got to get it to the net. You got to be ready to shoot. And, and you know, we have some guys that, that just refuse to do that. So that's on me. I mean, at the end of the day, I've, you know, I've got to hold these guys accountable. And, and the guys that are willing to play the way we need to play will play. And the guys that, that don't won't. 
I thought it happened on the goal in the first period. Uh, you know, Josh Myers gets up ice and he just he got the puck towards the net. It wasn't uh, you know a particularly hard shot or anything, but he got the puck there and then ended up following the play and was able to. Mike Collins ends up scoring the goal, so maybe that's an example of what you're talking about and got to get the puck to the net. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's the name of the game. You know, you got to get pucks and bodies to the net, and uh, we don't we don't do it with with. The same intent or the same um, consistency as we'd like, you know. Uh, and that's just one. That's just one piece. I just I really thought that we were uh, late on a lot of things. Not not playing on the balls of our feet. Not playing. Not attacking. Um, it was like we were going when we should have waited, and we're waiting when we should have gone. And um, you know, again, that's a sign of a team that's unsure. All right, so tomorrow night you get them back at your place. That's a good thing is you get to uh, this non-conference two-game set. Nice to have a chance to play one in, in each club's barn, you know, each club's barn, but uh, you'll come back home and play them first game at home in a while. So um, what is, what's the focus going to be for tomorrow night? Well, back-to-back games, it's, it's really about mentality and, and, and energy, you know. Um, I know one of the things we talked about was playing fast and playing physical tonight. Um, we thought that would benefit us. But at the end of the day, I thought they, they upped the ante on both those fronts, and we didn't answer the bell. So, you know, I, I think we go in tomorrow, and, and it's going to be interesting to see. You know, are we? do we have the, uh, the wherewithal? Do we have the competitive spirit to, to show up and, and play hard, you know? Um, we didn't have enough guys doing that tonight, for sure. Before I let you go, I want to ask you quickly about um, uh, you know coming coming down here. I know you're you're keeping your eyes open, looking at everything, and, and we had Brad Davis on between periods, and, and obviously the president was there, Dr. Hopi, and uh, taking a look at you know how everybody, all these different schools do things. Uh, Quinnipiac as a school that's was in a situation like Merrimack Division Two, moved up to Division One. Now they're in the MAC, and you guys are looking at the possibility of doing the same thing across the board. Um, what, what, if anything, do you do you look at, or have you noticed, or anything like that from from the trip down here that maybe you take back to Merrimack? Well, yeah, listen, I, I mean, the story of Quinnipiac has, has been pretty well documented. Um, I think, you know, couple things that, that they've done that we didn't have to come down to recognize is number one, you got to spend a nickel to make a dime and they made some, in, but you also have to spend that nickel wisely and I think uh, it starts at the top, the president of Quinnipiac, you know, looked at some academic curriculums and some athletic endeavors that they felt they could be national leaders on and poured a lot of money into those, those uh, endeavors and it's really paid off huge dividends on the hockey side uh, political science side. I mean, Quinnipiac's really become a sexy school. They, they've invested in the infrastructure, the, the new dorms, um, cafeterias, you know, things that, that college students, to be honest, with a $50,000 uh, a year tuition bill are looking for. Um, it's and, and, and President Hopi understands that. Uh, it's what he's trying to do. Um, I, I think one of the, you know, of all the places I've been, I, I, athletics has, has never really been part of the mission of the college and, and it is at Merrimack. The president has, has really made athletics and, and uh, in, in particular for us hockey part of the mission. You know we're on the forefront of, of admissions, marketing, um, 
a big part of the community, and, and uh, it's something that Quinnipiac understood 15, 20 years ago. Uh, and then you get your alumni base excited, and, and you get your community excited, and they and they want to invest. Um, you know, the new Volpe Center, the the, the Merrimack Athletic Complex, that's really a step in that direction. And it doesn't just benefit the athletes. It benefits all the student body, all the sports medicine students. So, um, you know, I think he's, you know, the president loves, I mean, he's such a great supporter. I can't thank him enough, um, you know. He loves watching hockey, and I think that was part of it. But also, you never know what you're going to learn. Um, but he's rewriting the playbook for us, for sure. All right, Mark, we appreciate your time as always. We'll see you back home tomorrow night. Thanks, Mike. Look forward to it.